Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. And welcome to Odapimsu Squaywak, Kissikissikuk, Metis in Space, Molly Swainitsiagason, Chelsea Valenitsiagason, Otusquanik Nitotsin, Mantusakaik Nitotsin. I think. I, who knows? Who knows at this point? What is reality? I'm, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. I'm I sure. don't know anything anymore. I've heard that things only actually exist and happen if they're observable, like observable phenomena. So, And yet, like, the ability to observe things is routed directly through the brain. We have no way of objectively observing anything. Everything that we observe is subjective. Also, I'm not even sure if I have a brain anymore. (laughs) I felt something leaking out of my ears earlier. It may have been slimy and cold and wet. I don't know. It, It. Nothing is okay. Nothing is okay. Nothing is okay, everyone. Um, what are we even doing? What is what, what? What? Oh yeah, we usually talk about this, right? Do you want to talk about our wine? Okay, that's something I can hold on yeah, to. Let's let's pick. Let's like fall into our you know our schedule, our our, our normal pattern. routine. Yes, and routine. Try to reground ourselves. Okay, okay. Um, so we're drinking uh, sort of an interesting wine. See, I feel better already. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's called Curious Beasts. It's just a rouge sang, blood red Californian wine. Very cool bottle. And it, ha- and it came with this sort of like really neat. It's a little jacket. Yeah, paper jacket with all these like skeletons on the front. It's very cool. And like, well, we'll tweet out some pictures. Anyway, it's a uh, 2013. So, vous méritez bien beauté de Curious Beasts, ce vin couleur rouge sang, bon à son confesser. Courtesy des producteurs de vin le plus sorcier de Californie, <laughs> pour tous ceux qui sont fatigués de uh, ce vin sans âme, un verre de Curious Beasts pourrait sauver votre esprit. En plus, Curious Beasts form un accord parfait avec un bon steak sanguin. Okay, that's kind of funny, actually. Okay, so... Um, so courtesy of the the most like source this no sorcerousness i don't know how would you even say that <laughs> sorcerers of california right um you can it can save your soul I, uh, that my soul needs some saving right now yeah so did it say it was good for confessing yes it was good for confessing oh god so we have some confessions yeah anyway uh it's not bad it's not bad it's not it's it's uh it's pretty good i like it yeah. apparently it contains milk and eggs though mm. it contains milk and eggs no i've seen that before though on labels i think really like, i'm not sure that it actually like does contain milk and eggs i think mm. that if it's come in contact like if somehow it's been like processed in something that has come in contact with which i don't understand what that would be yeah but because i can't i don't know i don't know how that works hmm. okay that's as normal as i could i could make it for as long as i could make it yeah yeah I feel some kind of way. I feel a way. Yeah. We're, we're really lost and adrift right now. So this is, this could be a short episode. It could be the longest episode. It could be, it could, could be the be last episode. Us just kind of sobbing quietly into the microphone right. for hours. Hours. Who knows? Okay. So the but, weirdest thing we've ever seen in our entire lives. Can yeah. Can you tell us what it was? So, uh, I put a call out, uh, this morning, um, cause we've had a couple requests to watch Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. the show Twin Peaks, which we've heard a lot about, um, so I was like, okay, today's the day. We're watching Qu- Twin Peaks. Like, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's a cult classic. Let's do this. Uh, it was recommended to me, and I don't blame this individual. I somewhat you blame don't? this individual. I blame, I blame that individual. Uh, well, because it wasn't just the individual. It was both the suggestion that we should watch Twin Peaks, which came from multiple people, yeah. then this suggestion. But this suggestion was also backed up by other people. So I feel like it's a It's group, all your fault. It's a group effort to mess up our lives. I feel like we were punked. I feel like we were really hardcore punked. If we were punked, congratulations, yeah. Brock, for punking the crap out of us. Because I, I feel like maybe some of y'all got together and were like, ha ha, let's make them watch something that's going to break their brains. 
Success. Success. Like, congratulations. Yeah, you did it. You broke us. My, I heard. Um, okay, so anyway, Twin Peaks, it was recommended to us that we watch the finale of Twin Peaks, the series. After never having seen a single episode, by the no. way. No, I, I tried to watch, like, I got through half of the first episode of the first season on Netflix, and then I was just like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And so we watched the finale, I, which I, I understand. absolutely nothing. I thought it was going to be kind of like like Law and Order mm-hmm. was my understanding or like at noir, most, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like slightly supernatural, like maybe at most kind of like a watered down version of the X-Files. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, that is not, that is not Twin Peaks. Anyway, so Twin Peaks, uh, the episode is 2.22 and in it, Cooper must overcome his deepest fears as he enters the Black Lodge to save Annie from Wyndham Earl. That means nothing to me. No. Absolutely nothing. No. Um, my only background, honestly, is, like, really quickly scanning through, like, Wikipedia to try to find an episode that had Indigenous content or, like, an Indigenous character. My mm-hmm. understanding is this is the only thing that we've ever watched that has a reoccurring Indigenous character. Okay. Whose name, and I'm not even making this up, is Tommy Hawk Hill. Tommy Hawk. Tommy Hawk. Like, that's awesome. That's... Ugh. Tommy Hawk. Ugh. So brutal. Ugh. Um, And he's in it for, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Yeah. Yeah. We barely see him. We only recognize him because we recognize him when we're, we're looking for him. Yeah. That, that was the only, yeah, that was the only time that was ever going to happen. Uh, okay, anyway, so to, to, I guess to jump right in. Okay, but here's the thing is, what? There, there was no overt indigenous content to this, unless you count, like, just the mention of the Black Lodge, which maybe in a wider context makes sense and is rooted in some sort of myth or creation story or something. It beats but me. It sounds the, a bit like the black wolf and the white wolf or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the wolves. But Black Lodge, I mean, there's like the Black Lodge singers. Like, Black Lodge is a thing. Hmm. It's a tree. There's a Black Lodge <laughs> pine. Like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe this was explained in... But why would you suggest that we watch this if we never watched anything else? I, I just, I feel a bit betrayed. I know. I, it seems, right it seems like we're perf- we're perseverating a lot on this issue, but like you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know. We so, we just sat staring at the screen as the credits rolled mm-hmm. for like ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then we looked at each other, and then we had to look away because we were too freaked out. And then we laughed uncomfortably for a while. Yeah, but like like hysterically kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like Chelsea kind of was making slight sobbing sounds. Yeah, and I, and you may hear me eating right now. I, I I'm just I, I'm eating. I'm eating because I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, we had to have some protein. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm worried. Like I feel kind of weird, and I don't know if it's the wine or like, I I actually feel a little like intoxicated in a weird way, and it was all that show. Yeah. So what the hell are we going to talk about? I mean, we're going to talk about this weird just, show, but like... Let's just go through it and see just what gonna, comes up, I guess. Are we just going to make shit up as we go? Like, about how... Yeah, let's just... Okay, okay let's just, yeah, let's let's just do this. Yeah. We did it. Let's... I, I, we didn't do that for nothing. No. I mean, I, I hope not. Unless nothing is all there truly is. Oh, my God. Anyway, so it opens up uh, with an idyllic kind of like small industrial town sort of montage. Um, you know, there's waterfalls, there's mountains, you get the Twin Peaks sign, and like hilarious... Neon green word art credits and and the music, yeah. I like I, I I wrote WTF so many times in my mm-hmm. notes. Okay, so it's a soft, tender, early '90s synth ballad. Yeah, right. It's just it's it's just like it's well like it's a like soap a, opera. Yeah, but like yeah. but like a warm hug like from uh, uh, an aunt that wears too much makeup and you can smell the makeup. It's so strong and and she's got like really big hair and padded shoulders and she's hugging you. Yeah. And it's and like a neon houndstooth yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any ants like that, by the way. I don't know where this is coming from, but that's what this show did to me. Yeah. Look at that. Making up, making yeah. up new ants where there we go. no ants existed in the that, past. Can you, can like, you do that? I guess this show is, is this it's sh- altered this my show, perceptions. Yeah. It's completely, I'm never going to be able to look at anything the same way again. By the way, we were both so happy that it is daytime right now. Like, Oh my God. Thank satan for the spring when the screaming started no it, no i wouldn't have even been able to sleep over at like a normal person i yeah. would have had to sleep in chelsea's room yeah if like yeah i like i need to get out of here before the sunset yes yes <laughs> basically yes uh okay so okay. um it opens in the twin peaks sheriff's department 
Um, with two people, like a man and a woman, their heads are pressed together pressed into each other's heads. And the woman has a voice like a little girl. And, and okay. What's funny about this is like, so you, you people listening are probably, have probably seen all of the Twin Peaks. So, or at least some of yeah, the Twin Peaks. Yeah. So you're going to be like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but understand we have no idea who these people are. And there's so many of them. Yes. There must be hundreds of characters yeah. in this show. So she's like, she's talking like a little girl about it. I guess it was a dream. That she something had? like oh, who even knows it probably actually happened to her or something maybe or like it's a hypothetical situation where at the end of this hypothetical she's having a baby in a hospital elevator and he's saying that you know if she had a baby in a hospital elevator he'd deliver it for her and they're like i love you i mm-hmm. love you too and we're like what and that's how it started yeah and then it cuts like and this is the thing with the show is it'll have these like seemingly random kind of like vignette scenes mm-hmm. and then just without any sort of like resolution or even context just mm-hmm. cuts to the next thing so it cuts to Kyle McLaughlin who is i guess the main character of this show who plays Dale Cooper thank you wikipedia yeah um who's an FBI agent and he's staring at a chalkboard map but it's like okay it looks like pictographs there there's some indigenous content yeah there we go i w- i thought it was was like really bad just drawings, but let's go with pictographs. Yeah, a map. Yeah, let's make this relevant. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're looking, and he's sort of like named Earl. Yeah, and he's sort of like grinning maniacally, or like he's got this weird, like self-satisfied look on his face as he's like, "Fire, walk with me." And there's like this overwrought, ominous music. Like mm-hmm. the 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 sound in this is really whoa. Mm-hmm. Like the music is really just like over the top, and it's like I, I was saying, like watching this was like listening to people who were speaking lines that have been translated from Japanese into German and then into English because the lines are bizarre. They're delivered weirdly. I mean, this is David Lynch. I understand that, but like what? I know. Well, this is and the music too. the yeah, sound. This is our is second very, David Lynch because yeah. we watched Dune, which is, you know, very David Lynch. I thought, but this, this is nothing, well, naked lunch is like, nothing like that except for, I guess, yeah, the the really intense, really, like, booming, very loud music. The music mm-hmm. in it is, extre- like, much louder than you mm-hmm. normally get mm-hmm. in, in television. Um, so they're looking for somebody named Earl, Wyndham Earl. Are they even at this point? Uh, did, he, did they Yeah, they, they mentioned it. Yeah, they're, okay. looking, they're looking for Earl. And this guy runs in, this old guy, and he says, Pete, the log lady stole my truck. The log lady. No, Pete comes in and says, the log lady stole my truck. And we're like, the what? What? Mm-hmm. Um... And Kyle McLaughlin turns to him and he says, Pete, the log lady did not steal your truck. The log lady will be here in one minute. Right. So then we see Mike Horse, mm-hmm. uh, the, who is the native character. Mm-hmm. And also actually Tommy native. Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, so they're deciphering this pictograph and they, they say something about a circle of 12 sycamores. And, and Mike, Mike Horse goes, that's where I found the bloody towel and the pages of the diary. <laughs> And Molly Great. and I are just like the what and the what? Oh my gosh! And then Kyle McLaughlin goes like snap, like he snaps his fingers. The legendary burial place of King Arthur, Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By this point, we're like, are like, <laughs> like what? What is happening? Every line, like King has Arthur, been utterly King bizarre. Arthur is not buried in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like, no, it's just not. At least as far as I know, I don't like what's going on. Then the log lady does indeed show up. I guess I'm, I'm assuming it, like well, she was holding exactly a log. one minute. Yeah. Probably. We could probably go back and time it. So she comes in literally holding a log, thus... A big log. Yeah. That's why like she's a, the log lady, log. I guess. Yeah. She, does she carry this around the whole se- seasons? Like, I probably? Yeah. And then uh, Pete, Pete and her get into this argument, like, where's my truck? And the log lady's like, what do you mean? Um, Wyndham Earl stole your truck. And she comes in and she's got this big jar of oil. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, cool, bear grease? Oolican oil? Something native? Nope. No, it's just oil. It's just oil. And she she's talking about how her husband gave her this oil before he died. Uh, and then everybody kind of like smells the oil. Like no, no, no. Kyle McLaughlin is making everybody smell the oil. But he, he, he told her, this oil is an opening to a gateway. Yeah, and then he makes Come. everybody smell it. Yeah. And um, it turns out that it's like scorched engine oil mm-hmm. or something. And this woman named Pulaski comes in or is like kind of dragged in by this mm-hmm. cop. And I remember her name because Dr. Pulaski is the doctor in the next generation in the second ah. season only. So <laughs> I wonder if that was a tribute. I hope so. Um, and he, Kyle McLaughlin makes her smell this oil, makes Pulaski smell it. And she's afraid of it. Mm-hmm. 
because she smelled that smell the night that Laura Palmer was killed. Mm -hmm. And I know enough about Twin Peaks to know that it is about the murder of like a homecoming queen or something yeah. named Laura Palmer. Yeah, yeah, I saw that like in the, in the first half of the first show of the first season. <laughs> so at least okay, so it sets it up normally, I guess. Yeah, know? I guess. So way back in way back in the first episode. Um, so now we are we're watching a powder blue pickup truck, the one that was stolen uh, at Glastonbury Grove, Windermere. Who he, he thankfully he's like I am Wyndham Earl. So we're like oh, cool, cool. <laughs> just, now we know who this guy is, and he's the only one that does that. Unfortunately, yeah, the rest yeah. of them, I really wish they all just yeah. Would I am themselves. Annie because this that was Annie, right? The woman in the truck. Was yeah, it? I think it must have been. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't find out until later uh, because we haven't been following this. And he looks. She's looking. They're driving or, or they're parked or something, and she looks back into the, in, like in into the back of the pickup truck, and he's like, "Look, twelve rainbow rainbow trout," like. And he's like kind of like he's like shoving her face into the glass. And yeah, like, look. Uh, and then she started like chanting something in English. I thought, I thought she was praying, but praying, but it was like a weird, it was like weird praying. Yeah, like I was like, that's not the Lord's prayer, which is the only one I've ever heard because it's like it, it reoccurs in many things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I only know the, like the beginning. It's kind of like the Miranda, you know, like Miranda warnings, like how you like just know the beginning, right? And it's yeah, that's me with the Lord's prayer. And so this, I was like, is this like a, a literary reference? Like maybe like if I cared enough to check it out. This is the kind of thing that I'm sure that nerds everywhere yeah. have written Bibles about. Like, can you, know? you imagine? Can you imagine somebody uh, doing a doing a podcast on the last season of the last Star Trek, like the original se- series, and just and and then talking, trying to talk about the show? I mean, I feel like at least at least with Star Trek, it's got a, a recognizable yeah. plot. Even even if you're like. Why are they disappearing in clouds of glitter and reappearing in other clouds of glitter? Why right. Why are they, you know, why do they have laser weapons? Okay, why so are like, they all wearing jumpsuits? You know, like... Maybe Lost or some... I've never watched Lost. Yeah, okay. So yeah. if you watch, like, the final episode of Lost and tried to figure out the rest of the seasons, which went on way too long. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm just... I'm just... You, there's yeah we're we're trying we're trying to make... We're trying to contextualize this in a way but that... But we don't have context. None. That's the thing. None. Um, so yeah, so she's praying, uh, and then Earl, Wyndham Earl grabs her and says, you and I have an appointment at the end of the world. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool line. Even though he's like a totally creepy serial killer, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, I tell you, they have not died. Their hands clasped yours and mine. And then, okay, so they're in this, uh, they're in this wooded area. There's like, um, a weird sort of like depression, round depression, um, it almost looks like an old fire pit that's, you know, been cleaned out. Yeah. And then the 12 sycamore trees and are these Yeah, and there's, but there's water in it. It's like it's yeah. raining recently and it's full of water. But something. it's like, but it doesn't seem to move. I don't know. And then the sycamore trees are these tiny little saplings, you know, like you mm. picture a grove as like large trees, right? These, yeah. these tiny, like recently planted saplings. Um, and then I looked away for a second and I would look back and they were gone. And I'm like, what happened? And Molly's like, oh, a curtain appeared. And they walked behind it. And I was like, what? And then the curtain disappeared again. Yeah. That's, a that's literally what happened. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's like the grove. All of a sudden, there's this big red curtain. And they walk kind of into a fold of this curtain. And that's it. They all disappear. Then it cuts to these two injured people whose names seem to be Mike and Nadine. Yeah. And and so they're all their heads are all bloody on the top and they're they've got like these bandages wrapped around their their faces and their heads and she's got a patch over an eye and he's like he's talking about how he loves her and a sandbag hit her and a tree hit him uh, and we were like what <laughs> and there's this grinning couple by their fireplace and yeah, the music is weird kind of like macking sort of yeah and then she doesn't remember like nadine doesn't remember mike and She's kind of like crying and big weird scene and we never see them again. Never see them again. Yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to these other people oh God. Um, in another house and in and another fireplace. To, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but I find them really hard to tell apart because they're all they're all big, white people, curly haired white people. Yes, and they I all know. look so similar to me. Yeah. I could not. I was trying to tell the difference between Annie and Caroline no, I couldn't. and Laura Palmer and that other like you know there's like yeah. five million of them and that ch- chick who chains herself to the vault and i was like are these the same people are these yeah the only reason i recognize like, laura flynn boyle is because she's got the the mole by her her eye mm. and people make a big deal about her so i've okay. seen her but but so she's in it she's donna and some guy is like it's not your parents fault it's mine and we have no idea what she's talking about yeah. and and she's storming out and then this old man arrives 
and is like going to kick that guy out. And the guy's like, can you forgive me? I only wanted to do to do good and I only wanted to be good and it felt so good to tell the truth. And then this woman comes in behind the old guy and apparently is his is this guy's wife, the guy who's confessing, Sylvia. Maybe. And yeah, and and she's like, "What are you trying to do to this family?" And then the old guy knocks the other guy into the fireplace, like bangs his head against the fireplace, knocks him out, and then does like this primal scream thing, like he's And is like, like, "Yeah, grabbing the sides of his head like he's in complete agony." Yeah. And maybe that that the guy who gets knocked in the fireplace dies. Yeah. Question mark. Don't know. Totally, totally don't know. Um. And then, but then the scene ends, and you mm-hmm. never comes back to it. Oh, and, by the way, huge spoilers. You yes, know, if you spo- haven't watched this, spoiler alert. Yeah. Although you know, not really, because it's not going to help make any sense of anything. Anyway. I can't even imagine it making any no. sense. Uh. So then it cuts to a key under, like a glass dome. Yeah. On a doily. Yeah. And this guy lifts up the key, replaces the key. They'll never notice the difference. And which is true, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And then scene cuts away uh, to Kyle McLaughlin. And okay, so I have this thing about Kyle McLaughlin, and I'm trying to find a good way to express it, okay. but I've only found a creepy way to express it. So, decreepify that I have an uncle crush on Kyle McLaughlin because I like super love him, but I want him to be my uncle. Hey, well, we were inventing aunties earlier. That's true. You know, this is all about extending kinship relationships. Yeah, I right? mean, it's it's the crush thing that's that's the problem in my mind. It's not. Well, it's just like you know, when you I'm meet somebody, out a way to, to well, express that. I think when you meet somebody that is really cool, that you you wish that you were related to mm-hmm. in a way through kinship relationships that would situation them, put them. Just don't start start talking backwards, dude. Please, please, <laughs> say words, please. <laughs> that would put them in a in a position i'm trying so hard i feel like i feel like i feel like i don't even know and i'm trying to be coherent oh god Language i swear gone. to god coherence is we, gone we haven't even finished this bottle of wine it's not the wine um okay focus 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 uh right. you can do it you can do okay. it okay kinship relationships so yeah we have specific roles for specific people in our kinship uh, systems. So if you really find somebody that is like really smart or cool or something, and you want them to be your kin in a specific way so that they have those roles towards you. So for example, um, this, maybe, maybe you're looking at him as though you would like him to be your mother's, uh, brother mm-hmm. who would therefore not be like your father. It would be your mother's brother. He would have a yeah. different relationship to you. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be sort of removed from you somewhat. He's not like your father, but he does have things to teach you, but can also be quirky and weird. That's exactly it. There you go. That's so, like literally all my uncles. There. So we're inventing aunties and we're inventing uncles because we want to increase kinship, not narrow it down. And kinship doesn't have to be about biological relations. Did I do it? I did it. I you did, did it. it. You did okay. it. But, you know, okay, maybe maybe for now, crush can be a placeholder to explain that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think, because that, 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 that sort of like suggests some sort of like romantic attraction mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's like, also like but the thing is is like it's not romantic but it's not platonic right it's and still like no real word for like i want to have this re- like yeah I crave this kind of relationship with you that's not romantic and not platonic well, so i don't really know that's why i think family because you know? like you love family in in a non-platonic way but in non-romantic way like yeah. you love them in a way that's specific to familial family. Yeah, yeah familial love and uh, yeah but we don't really yeah when, when when we talk in english about that yeah there's like there's crushes and there's friendships but we talk. We don't talk about extending our love for family beyond our biological relations. Yeah. There's not a term for that. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there is, but not certainly not one in wide use. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. So we need like we need a word to express that other kind of love. Yeah. Where you like you want somebody to be related to you. Yeah. Like Whatever. all these people on on social media who call like call people that they admire like mother. You know, it's yeah. that. Or like Nicki Minaj calling everybody her sons. Yeah. Sons, 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 sons. Right. What yeah. is that? That's a beautiful thing. And should have a word that we could say, you know, use to, that's, that yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's well, what, making me feel better. Nikki Minaj reference made me yeah. feel better. I, it, I feel a little bit more connected to the world yeah. now that we've talked about Whoa, Nikki. that really like lightened yeah. the load a little bit. Okay. Nikki just makes things better. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah. So whatever, whatever that word ends up being, that's how I feel towards Kyle McLaughlin. There we go. That's I what, feel like he's, he's kind of, he's got this role, I guess, in my, at least in my own mind mm-hmm. as kind of, you know, one of, one of these figures of kind of like science fiction, mm-hmm. speculative fiction, yes. television and film. Yeah. 
in that he just like he pops up and stuff all the time oh my God, and he's, he's never always weird and he's I've heard always him, weird yeah. so weird and I've heard him described as like the boy next door mm-hmm. but like he's the boy next door who's been Possessed. living with his parents for too long <laughs> and just hangs out in their basement and like yeah. does weird shit yeah which yeah. is like I'm so into that that's not me but whatever I, I, I'm not judging no, but, he but just, yeah, he's he appears, great. He does. He's he, randomly in all this great stuff. Well, and it's just like, he, you're always happy to see him. Yeah. Because you, know? you know he's going to be weird. Yeah. yeah. And his Twitter is literally, he just wishes people happy birthday all the time on his Twitter. People are like, come Gluck and it's my birthday. And he'll be like, happy birthday. Or that's... it's my wife's birthday and we're going to get her a cherry pie. Happy birthday. Enjoy your pie. That's so great. And I just, I love following his Twitter and just reading that over wow. and over again. It makes me so happy. All right. So follow Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. That sounds like a great thing. Yeah. And, and Kyle McLaughlin, if you ever hear this. I'm not. I'm not really that creepy. And dude, compared to him, no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why did you bring that up? Because because Kyle he's in a cruiser is back in in the, the show. Right. Now. Yeah. So he's <laughs> riding along with some dude in a cruiser. They find the powder blue truck. Of course, it's mm-hmm. nighttime. Um, and then they're they're walking, and Kyle's like, I have to go on alone. He takes the flashlight, just leaves this dude in the dark. Which, by the way, dick move. Yeah. Like I would be flipping out. I would be like, ah. I think I heard you make that sound at one point, actually. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, I can't see that well anymore. Uh, I never could. I, I wear glasses, and my night vision is not great. And I just don't want to be, like, stuck out in the woods. Like, let me build a fire at least first. Like, let me see things so that I can build a fire and, and just, like, be warm. I don't just stand there like an asshole while you walk off and do weird things in the woods. Like, Well, I feel like this is the reason that I don't watch anything even remotely scary. Yeah. Because I feel like if I don't, if I don't watch scary stuff that's fictional... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of braver in real life. So it's true, right? Yeah. yeah. So the fact that like he gave that guy the flashlight and Kyle McLaughlin just walks off. Yeah. I was kind of fine with that. I was like, okay. But like, if that was me, I'd just go back to the truck. I'd yeah. Be like, Do what true. you gotta do. True. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be weird yeah. because of who you are. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, I'm just, just going to go. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the radio. For sure. Got to have some noise in the background. Yeah. But not CBC because CBC is creepy. What do you mean it's creepy? Well, Okay. So I never, hmm. I didn't grow up watch, listening to Stuart McLean, you know, Vinyl Cafe. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and so the first time I heard it was about six we, months ago. We have ago. low cultural capital. We apparently. do have low cultural capital. <laughs> and so the first time I heard it was about six months ago. And it really struck me how, like, it seems to me that the Vinyl Cafe exists strictly to promote this very specific kind of Canadian nationalism. Okay. And yeah. so I was listening to it. And I was enjoying it, and I was getting more and more freaked out by my own enjoyment of Vinyl Cafe, right? Because uh-huh. it's about this, like, middle-class, white, yes. semi-rural Canadian family, kind of small-town Ontario, mm-hmm. who they're doing pretty well, but, you know, they're not really super well-off. But they're just okay. kind of like the average Canadian family with Canadian values, who are living this, like, very Canadian life. This this was the story he was telling? This is just, this is what the Vinyl Cafe says. No, Vi- no, Vinyl Cafe is, is a series of yeah. s- weird stories, but it's not just... It, is it about the same people all the time? I, thought I mean, it was... the ones that I heard was about this, like, family, and this guy owns, like, a record shop or a CD shop or something, and it's about, so it's about him, and it's about the people he hires, and it's about his kids and his wife and all this shit. Oh. Um, I thought it, I thought it was, like, a series of, like, just random stories, but... Okay. Oh, it might be. It might oh, be. But you might be right, because I, I haven't actually listened to it that much. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it is, but, like, the ones that I heard anyway... God, it's, like, like, it's like how much we know about Twin Peaks. Jesus. I know. Yeah. But it seemed, like, this one seemed to be, like, reifying this very specific type of, like... Mm-hmm. Canadian mythology and the more I heard it the more I was like oh my god this is so creepy and then yeah. I was listening to CBC News and CBC News it was just the same stories over and over and over again yeah and it was like stories about very specific things from like a very Canadian quote-unquote yeah, perspective. yeah yeah and so I just because I'm wow a total okay. weirdo that like crazy. that I was just over analyzing CBC to the max and now yeah. I just have this kind of like when it's on in the background, it creeps you out. Yeah. Well, also, Final, Final Cafe, I feel like the first couple times I heard it, I was like, what? And I had the same sort of like weird, trippy yeah. reaction to it as I am to Twin Peaks. Because it's like, it's like white storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so we have this oral culture where we have all these stories and we tell stories, right? But they do it as like this like kitschy art thing. You know, it's like, it's art when they do it. So like, you know, he's like telling the story. And and it's like super valued and it has high cultural capital. Yeah, but like and when they do like two, like he does like these big tours. And yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. when we tell st- our stories, 
it has low cultural capital. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, it's, it's like, like it's like whatever. It's, it's like Native American mythology. Yeah, like big big whoop. What does it have to? I don't, yeah, it's not art. It's uh, yeah. it's not even it's not even on the level of parables because no. parables have these like fundamental kernels of wisdom. Yeah, and they ours don't really that are easily digestible. Ours do, but they just don't understand. Yeah, them they're just because there's no context. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I find that weird as well. So mm-hmm. okay, so creepy CBC. A little bit creepy. I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that, like, um, there's also sort of this like mainstream culture that comes is very much informed by uh, American culture, where that's comfortable and, and and normal because it's it's also very removed from our reality, mm-hmm. but it's like far enough removed that it's not creepy. But like CBC is sort of the milieu that we live in, you yeah. know, that Canadian culture that we live in, but we're seeing it we're seeing how they value themselves yeah and and it's it's weird to us because we're like we're so kept out of it like it's it you know it's fine to be kept out of like i don't know new york urban culture because we're nowhere near yeah, what does, you know what relevance like, does it have to us exactly Nothing. it's yeah. like it's like a fairy land of fairiness right but like canada we're surrounded by it and these weird canadian values that come through wow that's yeah. trippy yeah yeah, I would rather listen to like the BBC or American News. Yeah, because at least with that, you can kind of be like, it's a joke. Like it's 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 not it's unreal. Yeah, it's like yeah, but Canadian. You can be like, that's like, interesting and messed up. But like this part of the thing with me is like the CBC. You know, you're talking about cultural capital. Like yeah. the CBC has such a high cultural value. Yeah. To like progressive. Yeah. Quote unquote progressive liberal people like people yeah. who are into reconciliation people who oh, you know God, yeah. voted for oh, the ndp CBC. people who you know yeah they yeah. make like cbc merch and people like have the cbc merch and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk about their favorite cbc shows and like oh did you hear this did you hear that you know and like I that's grow up I, with that but like no. but like educated like red diaper babies did you yeah. know like like yeah it's weird so yeah and that's that's kind of the other thing that kills me about it is like you know the cbc is this this kind of like mouthpiece for this very specific type of canadianness that ultimately boils down to what the national mythology is like yeah. how to be a good citizen yeah, yeah yeah how to like exist in the nation state in an appropriate way that's like fundamentally in opposition to our existence yeah yeah, yeah. even you know and like i'm always joking like you know, there's all these CBC Indians and like, fuck, like more power to them, you know? Yeah. And like, I really want to be a CBC Indian yeah, at least yeah, one yeah, time yeah, in my yeah. life. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, at the same time, CBC, you know, it's, it's that umbrella, it's that reconciliation, it's that assimilatory version of reconciliation. Yeah, we'll, we'll make space for you and your stories, but ultimately like this is still a nation state and you are part of it. Yeah. By hook or by crook. All right. So, so where were we? Uh, <laughs> you know, God knows. Uh, okay. So oh, okay. Oh, comic Lachlan, truck, flashlight. Oh, yeah. Grove. They find a grove. The grove. The same grove. Um, oh, also, he sees an owl. Yeah. And that's that seems like kind of that seemed kind of significant because he's shining his flashlight. And David Lynch does this like very cool and creepy shot where he's following the flashlight yeah. as Kyle McLaughlin's pointing it up into the trees and he's following it very slowly and it kind of alights upon this owl and that seems significant for some reason. Well, in a lot of cultures owls are sort of like um, bad luck signs, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I Yeah, would... that's kind of what I was thinking. But... Yeah, but not not in every culture. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. Yeah, what's... What, we're, yeah. we're desperately trying to find something. Anything. Yeah. So... Let's fill the time. Let's fill the time. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, so he's okay. So then, yeah, he's there. There's the owl. So we'll just say that it, you know, it, but th- that's the thing. That also, okay. So if it if it was there for that reason, mm-hmm. we're we're so used to such heavy-handed portrayals that if this was inserted there in a subtle way to evoke some sort of indigenous cultural aspect, I, I'm not I'm not ready for that no. subtlety. So I'm kind of like. And, and, and so I, I don't believe in it. I'm, I'm yeah. having a hard time suspending belief there. Yeah, same. But um, yeah, anyway, he, so he's, he comes to the place, the opening. Uh, I thought he was going to like pour the, the oil in. No, he's just... The, whatever happens to the I oil? I don't know. The I oil don't... just kind of disappears, yeah. which is not the largest plot hole no. in what is about to come. And the, the, but the cop follows him. Yeah. The one that doesn't have the, the flashlight follows him. So he's, he's peering out from behind a bush and, and watching what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. And then the curtain appears again. The big red drapey curtain appears, and Kyle McLaughlin goes in. Uh, and then it disappears again, and the cops just kind of like left there, but not entering the circle. Yeah. And it seems like that's a good thing because when 
Wyndham Earl brings Annie into the circle, she seems to kind of lose her free will a little bit. She yeah. stops struggling and she just kind of is passive and follows him and does whatever he wants. So it seems like maybe there are certain people who have the capacity to exist unscathed within, you know, this whatever it is, dimension or whatever. Yeah. And some people who can't. Um, so Kyle goes into the curtain and now he's in this hallway and it's this kind of black and white zigzag tile floor and these red curtains and the venus de milo statue at one end of the hallway yeah and this is where it gets really weird like as though it wasn't weird enough so epilepsy warning in this show definitely Mm -hmm. because like there's a lot of flashing lights yeah strobe light to the max yeah which is which is definitely hard to watch so he's in this hallway and he passes through he he opens up this curtain and he goes into a living room and then this little person in a red suit sort of dances in in this weird shuffling way mm-hmm. sits down on one of the couches um and then there's this singer with a beautiful voice mm-hmm. singing some sort of weird thing yeah he says i'll see you in the trees i'll see you in the trees i'll see you in the trees under the sycamore trees yeah and that's when the there's there's strobe light flashing and everything yeah as well. and so it's it's really like it's really trippy you kind of like can't even you can't really look at the screen directly yeah Mm. and so it's like it's a lot of flashes of like kyle mclaughlin's face this guy in a red suit the singing guy which and it gets really loud at that point yeah it's really yeah extremely loud because we had it we had it up so that we could hear the weird sort of like whispers and yeah but then it gets like super loud yeah uh so then it cuts to another guy who might have been michael horse you never really see him because it's dark yeah so i, I couldn't tell I don't who think it, was. it was it didn't seem no? to be him like i don't think we see him again at all in the show that wouldn't surprise me yeah so that was disappointing yeah uh but then this other guy starts looking for the sheriff then i have what the fuck yeah then it seems to cut to the next morning so these two cops are, are sitting there and this david lynch does weird weird things with dialogue this one mm-hmm. this one scene tripped me out so much okay so so i have to describe it so they're sitting on a log just outside the circle waiting and uh apparently it's been like 10 hours later and so the one guy said so, uh, so the guy who witnessed kyle mclaughlin disappearing is, is sitting there and is sort of dazed and the other guy who came looking for them says uh do you want a thermos of coffee and then there's this pause this like long pause. long pause and it's like do 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 yeah do you want a plate special yeah do you want dessert yeah do you want pie like is this gonna go on forever and we're just sitting there being like like what is happening at this point we're just like we're like i personally was thankful yeah that nothing else was happening but goose flesh goose flesh and and so he's pausing he's pausing and the guy's like harry 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 and then it cuts then it cuts yeah like what 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 What? and now the pause is like i'm just thinking about like you know telling the actor like explaining the motivation for the pauses like just be like your mind is completely blown you like you can't even think anymore uh just wait 15 seconds yeah. before you answer. Every time. Like, you don't even need a motivation. What is yeah, a motivation for know. anything Whatever. in this show? I don't know. Who knows? Oh. So now there's a bank, and it's clearly a bank that is not really well used because there's a really old lady who's, like, sleeping, head tilted back, like, looks like it might, you know, she might be drooling out the side of her mouth asleep. And the most ancient man ever. Ever. Like, so cute. This and guy was maybe my favorite. Yeah. He's like just shuffling just around. Like these big huge glasses. glasses, like half a foot square yeah. each lens. It's got to be like 400 years old. At least. And probably in the show is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this young woman comes in. She's like very smartly dressed. She's got like a lilac turtleneck. Um, and, you know, she comes in and the guy, the old man is clearly like, woo, customer. And so he's like, oh, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of, they're making small talk. As she's handcuffing herself to the barred excuse me door of the vault Mm -hmm. uh and she handcuffs herself to it and he's like oh why are you doing that and it turns out that she's doing it to protest uh the bank's involvement in the ghost woods development project right it's an environmental protest Mm -hmm. so or maybe also but maybe also economic we're not entirely sure yeah like civil disobedience she's talking about its effect on the town but she did talk about the environment did she yeah she mentioned the environment 
So, okay, so maybe we can make an analogy here for land defenders. Sure, she's a land defender. There we go. That's as far as I can take it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a lot of land defenders wearing turtlenecks, but maybe they do. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, So she asks the old man for water, and there's this long, drawn-out scene where he shuffles over to get her water, brings it back, and then helps her drink. I feel like this is this is very arty. Yeah, yeah. Art. Thank you. Film. Yeah. Where they have. Like, we'll talk about how the scene ends, but, like, the entire thing up to that point, it takes an extremely long time. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this yeah. episode is only, what, like, 45 minutes and long or something. And this takes a really long time. This takes and a nothing's very happening. long time. Yeah, yeah, so he shuffles so slowly mm-hmm. over to the water cooler, pours her water, shuffles so slowly back. She can't actually hold the water because she's handcuffed to the vault door. So he gives her a little bit of water. Then he shuffles back and he's clearly kind of confused about, because she's telling him that she wants him to call the newspaper. Right. He doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. He doesn't entirely get it. And, and he's then she's like, oh, make old. sure, like, why don't you call the sheriff too? Like, she wants to make this a big deal, like yeah. a big media sensation. So, you know, and he's clearly a bit, you know, he's a bit out of it. Um, and then two people walk in, also like quite slowly. Yeah. And he's like, you, 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 like that. Yeah, apparently, apparently he thought that one of them was supposed to be dead because they had a funeral. They had a funeral. There were flowers. Yeah. So some guy. Yeah, and the dude just doesn't answer. Shows him a safety deposit key, uh, and and is like, you know, let give me the safety deposit box for this. And the old guy's like, well, there's a problem. You know, this chick, she's chained to the door. He doesn't say this. He just shows, mm-hmm. but she's chained to to the door. Just so the she, door. Just the door. So she she can like step. And open the door for them. Yeah, so, they so she get just in kind anyway. of like she just kind of like swings back with the door. Yeah, and they go in, which so is pretty funny. They they go in, and then a phone starts ringing, and this police officer answers it and goes, "It's a boy! It's a boy!" Yeah, and he's he's kind of like saying it's a boy over and over again. Yeah. And there's this big show where they give these two guys who want to get into the vault give this old man the key. The old man pulls out a magnifying glass. We can see the number, and he's shuffling around trying key. to find the the box. Yeah, and shuffles over so slowly, finds it. And is like, okay, this is the one, and like, you know, unlocks it, and then walks out the door. Pretty quick for a for a shuffling old man. Yeah, it's the scene speeding up a little bit here, and then uh, these two guys are like, I can't remember what they say. They're like, finally, all our hopes are realized. Yeah, or, you know, this is clearly some kind of big deal. And they open the door, and there's a bomb, and it's got a note on it that says. Got you, Andrew. Yeah. And then it blows up really loudly. Yeah, really loudly. And it's clearly like a huge bomb. And yeah. It's pretty clear. That, like it busts at all the windows. Yeah, it kills and everybody. Flames and it's pretty clear. Yeah, so the, the woman who, Laura Flynn Boyle, who's a, attached to the vault, the old lady drooling, and then the old man's glasses fly outside into a tree just to make it clear that they all got Are clearly dead. Up. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's all you yep. see. Ever of them not, again. not just the people, but also, like, the bank. There yeah. doesn't seem to be any sort of emergency happening in the town. No, nobody seems to care that the bank just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. Cafe. Uh, yeah, another, in, like, a, yeah, a diner or a cafe. And there's a guy named Bobby, and he's asking a waitress to marry him. Yeah, and then this German waitress comes in. She's got, like, a really thick accent, and they make some joke about her jumping her old man, and she giggles, like, forever. Yeah. And walks off. And yeah. Then this, this couple comes in. Uh, and there's these people sitting down at a, at a booth and the old man has a cape and he's like, excuse me, major, like some U S army guy. Uh, the, this, you know, she has something to say to you. And she goes in this bizarre, creepy voice, like super deep demon voice. Yeah, I'm in the black lodge with Goober. With Goober? Cooper. Cooper. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch that because I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Also right before that. So Bobby asked this person to marry him and uh she's like i'm still wearing leo's ring and he says leo's probably up there having the time of his life we don't know where there is uh and then it flashes to a really scared looking guy yeah with this his tooth has obviously been tied to something like yeah. you know like you tie tie a loose tooth to a door to slam and it like never it looks explained like that, it again but it's like a split second and yeah it's gone. that's right that was so weird so oh. weird uh so yeah so the woman comes she speaks in a demon mm-hmm. voice then it's back to the hallway. And this is basically the rest of the of show. The show. And yeah. it's like, gotta be, it's, it seemed like hours. Oh God. It felt like centuries. Talk like, about like, like people, like time distortion of time yeah. and, and stuff like that. Like you watch this, it's like, well, the flashing time just lights, slows right down. The flashing lights and the, 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 the And also the just colors. going back and forth from room to room to yeah. room to room. So oh. it's back to the hallway. Okay. So 
yeah, they're and they're well, they're in the living room. They're mm-hmm. sitting, so the little person is still sitting there, and they're staring at each other. And this was very, very. I thought this was super creepy, but also really cool. The 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 way that they talk. Yeah. So, it seems to me that what they did is they had the actors speak backwards, right? They 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 made them speak their lines backwards. They recorded it, and then they played it. You know, they played it quote unquote backwards so that it ran forwards. Do you think? Yes. I see because because but the, it perfectly synced with that's their what, lips. But that's what I'm saying is that I think that they they outside of the scene they recorded it. They recorded themselves backwards. Then it was played backwards to run it forwards, oh. and they had to sync up with their own voices, which is because it was a little bit off sometimes. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. I was really okay. watching their and that's so it was this weird disjointed way of speaking. I kind of wonder though if they also filmed because some of the ways that they move yeah. and stuff are, are they super did. There were some that were absolutely bad when, when yeah. she starts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There were some scenes where they filmed them moving backwards as well. Uh, like, but moving backwards in such a way. So the, the actors themselves were moving backwards to move forward when it ran backwards. Like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was, it was really creepy, but it was also a really neat effect, like super creepy. Yeah, but I, like but I'd never, I've never describably creepy. Right. But I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that before or heard anything like that before. I've heard, you know, where they've run people's voices backwards, but never like that. And because because it was such an unnatural cadence mm-hmm. and very like you that's, know yeah that's true the ca- yeah. like the cadence was the thing and that yeah, the inflection was very very and weird. that's why I was like it was they 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 had to originally have been speaking backwards huh. um so the the little the little man is like when you see me again it won't be me but he does it not really like when you see me, okay yeah me. like it was like. What? Sounds yeah, sounds almost like it's been run through a computer, like a screen reader or something. Yeah. It's, it's so it's very unnatural. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "This is the waiting room. Would you like some coffee?" Uh, and this coffee thing, there seems to be something around coffee. I don't know. Yeah, because coffee comes up like a few times. Yeah, yeah, a bizarrely bizarre number of times. Yeah. Um. So then a woman walks in. He's like, "Some of your friends are here." Right. Some yeah. of your friends are here. A woman walks in, who apparently is Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, I'll see you again in 25 years. Um, then there's an old guy who says, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then him and the guy in the red suit start saying hallelujah. Yeah. Kind of to one another. And then he's carrying this coffee. coffee? And he very coffee? slowly. Yeah. He says it over and over, and over again. And as he does, it brings over this cup of coffee uh, to Kyle McLaughlin. And then Lurch appears. Slash Loxana Troy's servant yeah. from TNG. Yeah. Love that guy. So you got this really very abnormally tall, large man. Uh, and he's sitting next to this little person. And they say one in the same. He says one in the same. And then he disappears. And the little guy starts rubbing his hands in a really creepy way. Yeah. And so then Kyle McLaughlin picks up the coffee and he's going to go drink it, but then he realizes it's completely solid. Yeah, and so he tries to pour it out, but it's solid. Then the scene switches, and it switches back, and then he pours it again, and it's real. But the guy is rubbing his hands. The yeah. guy rubbed his hands again, and then it's real. And then... Then the scene flashes back, and back again, and then he pours the coffee, and it's really viscous, like molasses. Like, yeah, almost like that oil or whatever. It's yeah. sludge. Um, and and then, then the guy in the red suit says, fire walk with me. And then there's this loud explosion. It gets dark. There's flashing lights again. Um, and Kamal Gawkin leaves. He leaves yeah. the room. He goes back down the hall the way that he came uh, and goes out the curtain only to be in an identical room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so this this is the rest of the show, essentially. It's just bizarre like he this. He goes back and forth down the hall from room to room to room to room. So then there's this other woman. I'm Maddie. Watch out for my cousin in that weird voice that I cannot even do justice to. I, Maddie, watch out for my cousin. Uh, then he's in an empty room this time. No chairs. And it looks like the little person is shrunken even more. He's looking, he's got this weird perspective where he's looking down at this little person, but this little person seems to be even like, like miniature now, but it, it's difficult because you don't see them side by side. Yeah. So you can't tell, but the, the, yeah, the camera is like way up, like yeah. right above him. And he's kind of, he's kind of d- dancing yeah, almost. It's like, so it's so, oh my God, it's, it's just so disorienting and yeah, bizarre. It gets, this gets like very... Like it gets very body horror, and yeah. we talked before in the show about how like people with disabilities are used to yes. enhance body horror exactly. in these really fucked up ways. Yeah, and like this, 
happens. The only purpose of this little person seems to be is is for that, like just to like it kind of heighten the 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 horror, the of body the horror, yes. yeah, the body horror part of it, which which is, like, is also why the the guy who played Lurch appeared as well. I think yeah, I to, think so yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, which is like that's you know that's like problematic to say yeah, the least. Super it's like very messed up. Like this yeah. idea that you know like instilling this in like. Both aversion like, is trying to natural yeah. naturalize, yeah, this aversion to people with physical disabilities, yeah. Um, but also just like you know, you like you think we can get a little more creative with this? This like there's a lot going on here. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Can we you not? Know, I'm, I know. Yeah. And Although I mean, maybe the guy is... in the red suit, like you know, he has a lot of lines, and he's yeah. clearly you know he's clearly supposed to be some kind of figure or metaphor yeah. that I'm guessing kind of reappears right uh, throughout the series. So maybe you know maybe. I don't know. We're just we don't have the whole context. And this is from but, the early like, '90s too. I mean, there's definitely yeah. been more like, like uh, robust roles for for little people in particular. Like I don't know, but man. I haven't seen them. Like because I, I don't watch Game of Thrones because like I don't want to watch like a series about rape. Like uh, yeah, well, it's same. disgusting. Yeah, I just right? stop watching it. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know like. Oh, but I mean, so... even Peter Dinklage, who plays um, Tyrion Lannister yeah. in that show, like. Yeah. I watched Elf. I don't know if you've seen Elf. Oh yes, yes, he's in that too. Angry I could little I, I was just oh, like, I know. why does anybody like this? Is the most horrible thing. I've and ever nobody seen. ever talks about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's the thing that stuck with me the most. Yeah. Like Will Ferrell playing classic Will Ferrell man baby. But yeah. then there's this absolutely horrible scene where yeah. the only redeeming feature is Peter Dinklage just beats the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, you know, it's like, like God. I'm, going to, I'm going to go against every stereotype. I'm not going to be happy. And like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, you're an elf. Like, why don't you go fuck yourself, Will Ferrell? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so anyway, I kept, I kept saying. It's we funny because he's this, so attractive mm. too. Oh, like, God, I'm so glad. Right? No, he really so. is. I have the he's biggest like crush on Peter Dinklage. Not, not an uncle crush, like a real, yeah. real crush. No, he's actually super attractive. Yeah, he's, he yeah. is babely. Um, yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Um, okay, so yeah, I kept saying over and over again as we were watching this, I'm gonna stop writing about this. I'm stop like I'm not taking any more notes. This is fucked up. Like, yeah, I I can't. I'm done. Okay. I kept saying that, but then I kept I kept uh, writing because it's just it's, it's at this point it's Kyle McLaughlin. Things are getting more and more and more uncomfortable, more ugh. and more kind of horror. Oh god! And he's kind of at this point kind of running back and forth from yeah. room to room. I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to escape. I don't know if he's trying to find this Annie Because he's person. not saying anything either. No, he doesn't say. Any, he just is watching what's happening. And then there's that Laura Palmer woman, and her eyes are sort of like milky. Yeah. At this. Yeah. At this oh, point, everybody God. kind of gets these cataract-looking yeah. eyes. Yeah. And she shows up and starts like, she, and she's like, meanwhile, and does this weird hand gesture that she did before that maybe means something, but she then she starts like she opens her mouth as wide as possible and starts screaming. But again, I think they taped her scream backwards and then yeah. played it forwards because it was really a, it was a weird rising falling scream. Like, and then I think they also filmed her moving backwards. Like I think because her 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 movements were so unnatural, mm-hmm. so she was kind of like moving towards him, but in this way that human beings don't move. Yeah, and. And she's like screaming, and her face is getting closer. Oh my god! It was just really creepy. And it's like it's kind of it's very much centered on her like really wide open mouth. Yeah, just everything unnatural. Yeah, and I, I almost wonder if they did something to make her mouth seem wider, or if mm-hmm. she just had that capacity. Maybe that's why they give her the role. She has Maybe, a very just large like, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> or she just was holding it. Weirdly. Yeah, and it's kind of zooming in more and more on her mouth and her teeth, and like really visceral. Yeah. Um, and he runs out. And he runs into the other room, and all of a sudden he's bleeding yeah. from a gut wound. And he's got so he he looks back and he's he's there's these bloody footprints that you know come from him. So he he retraces his blood trail, which you know like okay, I guess nothing makes sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's this dead couple on the floor, and he he says like Annie, and the one of them is him. Up. One of them is him. Was it him? Yeah, and and he's got he's got he's like the, the gut wound. He's lying there, and he's got this the same gut wound. I didn't notice it because I was staring at her. Yeah, and that she's, was him. Yeah, I think that was him. Okay. And then yeah, they're kind of they're lying side by side, and she's partially on top of him. Uh, you know, and he says Caroline, and she gets up, and she's wearing this really awesome flowery dress. I have to say, <laughs> in terms of like making an aesthetic comment here, like there was really good dresses. Um, <laughs> And she walks over and she says, I saw the face of the man who killed you. Killed me. Oh, killed me. Sorry, yeah. I got that wrong. Um, it was my husband. And I'm like, was he her husband? We don't, well, okay. Well, we don't know. But this like, is what I'm wondering what because wondering. earlier, Wyndham Earl mentions something about he 
stole my wife or something like that. And so I'm almost wondering if maybe Wyndham Earl was talking about Kyle McLaughlin's character, Dale, Dale Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like Wyndham Earl really wants to get at Dale Cooper. Right. And so I'm almost wondering if maybe there's some kind of, like, cheating narrative yeah. or something. Anyway, we're, but, we're like, guessing. who even knows? Maybe uh, not. Um, and then she says, yeah, it was my husband. Uh, and then she says something like, I'm still alive. Yeah. No, and, that was... No. Uh, and then it, she changes to Annie, and then... No, she was like, this is a mistake. I'm I'm still alive. But yeah. I think that was another woman. Oh, God. She's like, here, I'm just going to throw this in. Get, get going. Um, yeah, and then, okay, uh, and she's like, who is Annie? And, yeah, then it's Caroline, and then, then Laura Palmer this, screaming again. And then, and then a man? old dude. And then, yeah, the old dude, who I think is the Wyndham Earl guy. Is it? Oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so, yeah. Right. He's the guy in the truck. That's right. You're right. Because we didn't really get a, a great look at him at first. But yeah, yeah. you're right. It is Wyndham Earl. Yeah. Um, okay, and, then that, and then he says, uh, if you give me your soul, I'll let Annie live. Right. And Kyle McLaughlin says, I will. And then he just so fast stabs, stabs Kyle McLaughlin him. and then fire explosion. And then it, it kind of plays it backwards and he unstabs him. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's two. And there's this Wyndham Earl guy who's old. And then there's this other old guy with long, long gray, gray hair. hair. And he's like crouched over and really creepy really creepy and he's kind of like it's almost like uh he's like a shoulder devil or something yeah almost he's got that like he's the same size but he's kind of leaning over right. his one side like he's kind of got a hold on on windham earl and he's like you go he is wrong he can't ask for your soul i will take his and then fire comes out of windham earl's head like a mushroom cloud yeah like this huge like plume of fire just yeah and and, and then yeah. it goes back in yeah and then yeah, it looks like um, this this other long hair guy stabs into his back or something and takes I guess takes his soul. I guess and he and he crumples. And at this point, I was like, Yeah, I gave up. I, well, I I'm gave up a long this. time ago. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, it, it went past the giving up. Whatever, mm. whatever, like past giving up is. It's like Whoa. I started caring Do you hear again. That? Oh yeah. Oh, oh thank God, some normalcy. Oh, all right. okay. Let's see. Right? Call that normal. Yeah, Anything's normal. At this okay, point. let's listen to it. <laughs> We could start over. 
we could pretend that we just met and we could uh, start this whole relationship uh, over again, maybe? Yeah. And then I get to colonialize the ship again? Um, um no. No, no. no. That didn't See, work out so well. Yeah, because one of the problems that, you know, we're having is that the ship's actually breaking down. Yeah, you know, uh, pretty what? fast. Yeah. Yeah, because, you you know, all of your new environmental controls and your tampering, like, I don't know if you've seen the mini golf tennis court lately, but it's... it's full of sludge, like sewage sludge. Yeah. yeah. Don't remind me. Yeah. Yeah. The ship becoming unlivable. Yeah, the ship just wasn't meant to take these kinds of the temperatures, and you chewing through all of the, the cables and the wiring, and so, you know, the ship's actually kind of getting... Yeah, getting Look, in a bad way. There's no point in crying about it. Can we can we discuss this, please? Because this affects you too. It, it, after a while, it's going to be unlivable for you too. Well, then fix it. Uh, well, we okay. So we can we can start to work on fixing it, but we we need we need something from you first. Quack. Well, it's our ship, right? We know the ship best. We understand it. Uh, we know how to make sure that everything is in balance, and uh, we can take care of it, but we're not going to do that for you, just for you, just for your benefit. So we need you to give the ship back. Yeah. You need to give the ship back to back us. Back to us. Mm-hmm. If, if we're going to fix it, we, and we know how to, we need, we need to be able to control it and have it. Yeah. How do I know that you're not going to wreck the ship, or treat me badly, or boss me around, or stick me in a groom closet? Because that's, that's not our way. We're, we're not, we don't want to colonialize you back. We're not, we're not going to do to you what you've done to us, even yeah. though you've been pretty awful, to be honest. Yeah, we just, we just want to fix things. We yeah. just want to fix things and make it livable for all of us. Yeah, we just want to be able to live again on our ship. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to give it back. I need to know what you're going to do with it first. No, you don't. No, you don't. You gotta. You just gotta trust. Like, look. If if you want there to be, if you want us to be living together, okay. Since you're stuck here, if you want us to be living together and for us not to be in conflict and for us to not all die on a ship that's not working out, then you need to just trust us and give us the give us it back. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to crash. We don't want to crash. No. You know. I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. Wait, would we crash into Earth? Well, yeah, but we but we die. Might burn up in the atmosphere first. But yeah. but I could jump off the ship and then colonialize the Earth. <sighs> See, it's that kind of thing that got you into the trouble you're in right now. In the first place. Yeah. 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 You need to start thinking a little differently. You yeah. need to get a different mindset. See, about you need this to. Whole thing. We have we have a philosophy called Nyopamatsuwan, which is this. It's the good life. All right. It's a good way of living. Hmm, a good life, like being treated like a king or a god, being able to uh, have any of the uh, chips no, I want. No, 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 no hear no. me out. Being able to have anything I want, being a high above the rest. Yes, the good life. <laughs> no, no, that's only the, the good life has to be the good life for everybody. Yeah. The good life isn't just about you having a good life and everybody else having a bad life. But it's, I am everybody. No. No, you're, no. you're just one person. You're right. You're yeah. just one person, right? And sometimes people make good decisions, and sometimes people make bad decisions, and sometimes people get stuck behind the Kuiper belt uh, in orbit uh-huh. with other people and need to figure out how to live together. Yeah. So why don't we start from there? I mean, what, what we're suggesting is, look, we've tried it your way, um, and it's not working out so great for yeah. you, for us, or the ship. Why don't you try our way, and we're, you know, we will try to figure out how to live with you in a better way. Um, but it can't be you telling us what to do all the time. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. So, like a new relationship? Uh, yeah, like a better relationship. Yeah. Yeah, one one that's based on, like, you know, mutual respect, non-interference, uh, you know, and peace. Yeah, I think I think. Okay, we that, that means you won't interfere me while I sing this song. Never gonna give you up. Oh, never gonna let you down. Where did you get that Never from? gonna turn oh, us right. I've got the CD. Alright, okay, let's. Okay, we, we can figure this out. Yeah, it, it'll be better. It'll be better. Wow, I can't believe we got rickrolled. We just got rickrolled by an alien. Yeah. Girl Champlain just rickrolled us. Wow. The crying, though. I feel like that the, the constant crying. And, like, it was just, like, a metaphor for white guilt. You know, like, 
in you know while you're crying and like making a big deal and being like pay attention to me I'm making noise you know I'm so sad I'm so sad about all the bad things I did yeah just like hush and and let's actually have a conversation like just shh shh yeah I'm gonna be like shush all the way people like when they start being like well but then I just I found out and I felt really shh oh my god I never knew shh could we could maybe we could you know like yak backs remember yak backs Baby. Maybe maybe you were a little bit too old for yak backs, but yeah. there was this like little handheld thing that you could like record a I think like a ten or thirty second oh, yeah, thing into yeah. you could replay it. Maybe we could just record you going shh yeah shh, 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 and you just like and then at conferences <laughs> when somebody says this is more of a comment than a question oh my god um, oh my god that from oh. my position as a settler you can just raise your yak back shh, 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 shh. oh my god this or like is an more air of horn a comment than a question like a shushing air horn if you've ever wanted to say those words I think I've said punch that before honestly. In the face. I think I've said that. No, I've never said that. I was, I was to be fair, I was really tired, but it's essentially inexcusable. It is inexcusable. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I don't know. I show. feel like Rick Astley has kind of brought me back a little bit from the break. A little bit. Girl Shark yeah. Line helped. Helped. And then Yeah, because we're kind of at the end sort it of It just continues to be so messed up. So, alright, whatever. Uh Kyle McLaughlin ends up outside in the night in the forest. With Annie. Annie. beside him with blood on her face. Yeah. Um, then there's a waterfall, and we see Cooper recovering in, in, in this bed. In this, like, really nice-looking cabin. Like a lodge or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they say there's two guys there, and Annie is at the hospital. And then Kyle gets weird again. He's like, I need to brush my teeth. Or I wasn't sleeping or whatever. I need to brush my teeth. So he goes into the bathroom, grabs the toothpaste... And then just starts, like, squeezing, squeezing out it, the tube. Yeah. Into the into and, the sink. Yeah. And at first I thought he was going to be, like, maybe doing the 12 sycamore. Right. Or but he doesn't. He just rooms. is, like, he, he does a couple dots, and then he just is, like, yeah. all over the sink. And then he bashes his head into the mirror. And his reflection in the mirror is that really long-haired guy. The creepy soul-taker guy. Yeah. And he's grinning in, like, just this really unnatural way, and blood's, like, streaming down his face. And, and he's And he's saying... How's Annie? How's Annie? And laughing maniacally yeah. over and over and over again. And that's it. That's the end. That's the end. Yeah. So, I feel like somebody needs to pay us for us sitting through that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you are a well off David Lynch fan, yeah, you, send us money immediately. Yeah. There is no excuse. No, there's no excuse. And I need I need therapy after that. Like, like I need, yeah, you need to pay for both of us right. going to a very decent therapist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that in mind, I think we have to rate this out of everything is wrong and nothing is okay. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, one out of five, one everything is wrong and nothing is okay means that it's the most wrong and the most not okay. Yeah. Five is you would share this with everybody but your cook-up. What would you say? Um, you know what? I, I, I think that this doesn't get to go on any scale because it doesn't make any sense and I'm still confused and I feel a little nauseous. And I don't know what this had to do with Native people at all. Like, maybe there were things in there that have been sort of built up and explained over the two seasons, but nothing jumped out at me as even trying to be Indigenous, much less authentic or inauthentic. So I feel like this is non-applicable. I I actually fully agree with you. This is outside of our scale um, and I can just say about it that everything is wrong and nothing is okay. Yeah, like my skin feels like hypersensitive yeah. right now. Like I feel like my it's clothes not actually, kind of hurt. It's not like day. I feel like it's actually night, and I'm confused. But I'm, I'm not entirely sure whether or not it's day and night. And my thoughts are disjointed. Maybe an eclipse is happening right now. I don't know. I also, don't know. Also, um, we we kind of looked at ourselves, at, at, at ourselves, at each other, at ourselves, at each other, at ourselves. How's Annie uh, after this? And we're just like laughing uncomfortably and I and I sort of thought like well we just watched that and we can't do a show about it and then I'm like damn it we're gonna do the show anyway we'll pull something out of it but the only thing we pulled out of it was my mind and my soul yeah thanks for joining us on Otopemsu Skwewa Kitsikisakuk Métis in space space that's it that's it I'm so done I'm so done Welcome to the Squirrel, Kitsi Kissy Folk, Matey in